Before I jump into this, did he walk out of here? Is he still in here? Let me see. I'm scanning. Okay. We're a smaller church. We're allowed to take time to really just enjoy and celebrate some of the great wins we have as a people. Um, and we have just a, a quick little announcement to just uh, uh, have some joy together. Um, our keyboardist on the side over here, Mr. Cullen, as of uh, last week, just got engaged. So Cullen, congratulations, dude. Um, it's, man, it's an exciting time, man. Planning a wedding is really fun, dude. I, it's been a long time for me, but I, it's, it's, amen, brother. Uh, it's, it's a great thing. So we've been in, <laughs> it's a good thing, don't be embarrassed. Uh, so we've been learning about the Lord's Prayer for the last season of life. And if you know it, you can say it with me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I didn't do the ESV. I did the King James style because I grew up an old school Baptist and we were King James all day. Uh, and I, I grew up Catholic and that's even more so with that version of the old uh, or Our Father Prayer. So where are we doing the, Our Father Prayer? And today we make a, a change. We make a move today. Okay. Um, the first three requests. So when the Lord's Prayer starts, Jesus says, when you pray, you pray our Father. So we learn right away, we come to God as a Father. We come to God in relationship. God is not this far off, distance, far away, scary person. When I was a kid, I once sent a letter to Hulk Hogan. Wrote him a letter, I addressed it, and I put it in the mail because I was a Hulkamaniac. And I thought, maybe Hulk will read it. He'll write me something back. Maybe send me a picture. Maybe he'll like my letter so he'll invite me to WrestleMania at the, at the stinking Silverdome. It would be awesome. Didn't happen. No letter ever came back. A lot of people think of God like a celebrity far away. And we hope he gets our letter. Jesus says he's not far away. He's our father. That means close, able to be talked to, able to be known. So the prayer, when we pray to our Lord, we pray to God of heaven, we pray our Father out in heaven. And then there's three requests in a row. Make your name holy, make your kingdom, make your kingdom come, make your will be done. And these first three requests, we are praying for God's glory. That's where we should start. When you pray, your prayer should begin, not gimme, gimme, gimme. The prayer should begin, God, your God. And that, so the, the first part of the prayer is really getting your mind right, remembering he is God and I am not. I don't want my name great, I want his name great. I don't want my kingdom to come, I want his kingdom to come. And I want his will more than I even want my will. The first part of the prayer is us just getting ourselves where we should be in submission to God Almighty. The, our prayer should begin that way. Now, when I was a younger man, when I was a younger father, when my kids were younger, I used to pull home. This is in Waterford. I'd pull home, and as I pulled in the driveway, I'd see two little heads in the window 
up and down, popping up and down. They were my kids, and they were so happy dad was home. I used to come in, they'd be like, daddy, they'd grab my legs. It was, those were good years. But guess what? They're 10 and 8 now. Ain't no heads at the window waiting for me no more. I pull in, I open the door, and no one gives a rip that I'm home. The kids are on their iPads, or they're playing basketball. I'm like, anyone? Uh, daddy's home? Anybody? Please care? Um, it's different, different world. But sometimes I get home. Sometimes I get home, and they're waiting. And when I put, I see them waiting for me. I know what's coming next. I know. It's not going to be, hello, Father. How was your day? It's not going to happen. If they're waiting for me, they are going to ask me for something. I'm going to get out of the truck. Daddy, Daddy, I need this. Dad, did you call so-and-so? Dad, there's, can we go to this place? It's, they have a desire in their heart that's so big, they want to ask me right away. And sometimes I get out of the truck. I'm tired, man. I'm working all day. And there's, like, there's no greeting. There's no hello. And I'm like, really? Straight into the gimme, gimme, gimme. You know? When we talk to the Father, we don't launch into the gimme, gimme right away. We start getting our minds right. God, you're God. But once we get our minds right, the prayer does shift. He says, when you pray, pray this way. And we come to the first of the personal requests. We start out praying for God's glory, but then we pray for our good, which we are allowed to do. The first prayer is, the first request, give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. So today, we're going to break, we're going to go word by word through this verse. Real easy. So we begin with the word, give. Father, I need something from you. Please give it to me. I request this thing from you. Lord, I need something. Please provide it for me. This is a request. This is, I'm asking God for something. This is the kid going, gimme, gimme, gimme. And we're allowed to pray that way. I, people tell me all the time, people have told me in the past, they've said to me, Pastor, when I pray, I never pray things for myself. Now that sounds spiritual, but it's not Biblical. Jesus tells us we're all to ask for the stuff that we need. And Jesus himself in, in, in the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew 7, Jesus tells us why we're allowed to ask him for stuff. I go to Matthew 7, 7, which Mr. Sean read, and I'll read it again. Ask, it'll be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. To the one who knocks, it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? If he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who's in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Jesus goes, you know why you ask God for your, your you, you know why you ask God for what you need? Because God likes to bless his kids. I don't like punishing my children. I will punish them. Right, Lena? I will punish my children. Nesto, right? <laughs> Me and Nesto were watching Thor uh, the other day, and there's a great part that Hopkins gives the best dad roar in movie history. He just goes, ah! I just doesn't say a word, just and the kid shuts up. I'm like, it's a good dad roar. And Nesto was like, it's a real good dad. I'm like, yeah. I taught him well. Um, but I'll punish the kids if they're bad. 
I don't like doing it. I don't like doing it. You know what I love doing? I love blessing my kids. I love surprising them. I love giving them the things that their heart desires. My daughter started playing basketball recently, and she wanted to practice shooting. So I went and bought a hoop. And me and some of the guys here spent six hours one Saturday putting it up. Dude, it was a, it, we almost all lost our testimony on those ladders. Um, but um, like, I like, do a wrench across the fence. I'm like, it's never going to get, I mean, it, was, it was out of control. Um, but when he got it all hung and it's there, it's centered, it's level. It's just like, I look at it, I'm like, all this work just to give our children a kind gift, and it felt so good. We love blessing our children, and we're not great parents. Every one of us have failed our kids, and God goes, if you, who are a bad parent, enjoy blessing your kids, how much more? So when we can ask God for what we need. You're allowed us to, God, I need your help. Please, I request this of you. That is not evil, selfish, or small. It is you're taking the posture of a child to their loving father. My kids who love me as their father, they don't mind asking me for the whole world. We have a little, we bought a Wheel of Fortune spinner in the living room. And this summer, when the kids are off school, we have a family fun day one day a week. And we're putting all of our family fun day ideas on the spinner. And there's some good ones on there. Like there's, and there's like a bike ride. There's a, we're going to Midland to the, um, you ever go to the canopy walk in Midland up in the trees? Real nice walk for a family. It's free. Free's good. Um, so there's some free things. There are also some thing things like Frankenmuth. Oh man, Frankenmuth costs money. When that comes around, that's $100 gone that fast. But, uh, but the kids all like, let's do this. Let's do this. And they all are excited. We're all excited to map out our summers. And every week we'll spin that wheel and it'll land on one family fun event. It's so great. We're allowed, my kids ask me for that with just trust and love. In the same way we can ask the Father for what we need. Give, give. Please give. The next word, us. Give us. That's a very... Before this possessive pronoun here, possessive adjective? Oh, I'm sorry, Angie, I'm trying. Um, it, it's, first it goes, make your name, your kingdom, your will. Well, now it changes. And this is go, this is a give me, it says give us. It's plural, right? And here's the thing we learn about this, is that nowhere in the Bible, nowhere in God's creation were we ever meant to walk this world alone. It was never meant to be me and Jesus, nobody else. We're meant to live in community. When I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying to God to give me things. I'm praying for my things. I'm praying for my kids. I'm praying for my wife. I'm praying for my brothers. I'm praying for my mama. And I'm praying for my church. I'm praying for you guys. No joke. Because we are a church family. A church is more than a time suck on Sundays. Church is a family. I'll tell you what a, being a family means. I was on I-25 going south, and there's this billboard. And the billboard said, these are your friends. And there's all these stick figures of people. 
And next to that, it said, these are your friends on moving day, and there's nobody there. That's a funny advertisement. It was for two men in a truck. Good advertising, guys. That was good advertisement. Um, but here's the deal. For most of the world, that's true. You're moving, you're by yourself. No one gives a rip that you're moving. Everyone who loves you, forget your phone number on moving day. Here at Flint City, I asked Lena, because me and Lena saw it driving together. I'm like, Lena, how many people have we moved in our, in our five years at, at Flint City? She goes, so many. Like she, she goes, listen, if one of our people here has to move, the family shows up. We love each other. We don't got to endure this alone. We are a church. We need to be part of a community, a faith community. So when we pray give, we're praying give us. We're praying for Lord. These are the needs of our community. So-and-so needs a job. And so-and-so needs to find out what's going on with their body for this doctor stuff. We pray for the needs of our community. Give us. Give us this day. So this day and daily, I love this piece. When I was younger, there was a contest. Uh, Coca-Cola did, I think. Coca-Cola might have been Sprite. We'll say Coke for, for, just for fun. You, turn, you, you, you send in a thing in the mail, and if you won, you got free Coke for a year. Now, in my little boy heart, I had pictures, I had visions in my mind of rooms full of 12 packs. Like, they were like, I was gonna use them like Legos and build dinosaurs out of Coke 12 packs. It was gonna be awesome. It was just, it just bury, like, somebody pulled up to your house and buries you in soda cans. It was gonna be great. Well, it turns out that's not what happens if you win, that, if you win that, that, that sweepstakes. You don't win a room full of Coca-Cola. They give you some vouchers. <laughs> Get one 12-pack a month for 12 months. How is that a year's supply of Coke? It's terrible. So I thought it would just be dumped on you, but in reality, it's you got to go to the store every month and get your 12-pack. Now, when it comes to God, a lot of us would love to say, God, give me all the grace I need for this upcoming year. Give me all the grace to face all the obstacles right now. I'll pile up in my house and come get it when I need it. That's not how God works. We have to go to the Lord day by day for today's grace. I come today and get my God's grace for the day and go face the world. And tomorrow, I need new grace for tomorrow's obstacles and challenges and hurts. Listen to what Christ says in Matthew 6.34. Jesus says this. He goes, listen, don't be, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. A lot of us worry about the maybes. What if this happens? Or what if that happens. And so we walk down these roads of maybes and we're freaked out by those maybes. And we spend all this worry and half of, most of those paths never come to pass. And we use all that worry on things that never ever happened. Jesus says, stop, stop running down the road and worry about what is not. Instead, face what is. And day by day, seek the Lord for the daily ration of today's grace. Now, there are people, I met a lady in the city who told me a story of caring for her, her aging father who had Alzheimer's. She told me that it was a hard two years of life. Him not knowing her, 
Him saying inappropriate things to her. Him you just, you just, having to clean your father like a child. And I, and I, I, and I, and I thought, how do you find the strength to do such a thing day after day after day? I've heard some believers say when they hear someone who has gone through a great tragedy, how did you go through that? I, they'll say, I couldn't have done what you did. And here's the thing. Right now, probably can't. But when the time comes, because listen, we're all going to face the things. When I was a young guy in, here in Flint on the east side, we had this thing we did, and it's really weird, but we had like a block champion. And on our, it was, who was the toughest guy on the block? And so on my block, I was the toughest guy on the block. And sometimes other block champions would challenge you, and you'd like, who's a tougher block? And you'd fight. So one day a kid challenged our block to see who was the toughest. So it was me versus this kid. And because he challenged me, I had to choose the fight. I chose boxing. So we have our boxing gloves on. There's kids. The kids are the ring. And listen, it was, it was early 90s. I don't know where our parents were. I don't know how we did this stuff. It's just what it was back in the day. Just ran like wild in the streets. We're out there going to box, dude, in a field behind a school. It was out of control. And I'm a glove that has gloves on. And I'm like, I'm going to, and I'm thinking like, this is for honor. This is for my block, for my family name. Like, I'm ready to, I'm going to, I'm going to destroy this guy. So we're, we're ready, we've got gloves around, ready to go, and he just goes, hey, what's that? I turn to look. <laughs> Boom! I mean, I never saw it coming. Full, it was the best grip punch I've ever imagined in my life. This kid was, he hit me as hard as he could. And listen, stars. Like, there's really, like, you just, it's, it's, everything's just spinning. Then he threw his gloves off and gave up. He, he, he hit me once, he was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, he could have won, but he gave up, and that's cool. Um, but listen, life, you don't know where it's going to hit you. It's true. There are things around the corner you don't know that are coming. And you're like, well, how will I find the grace to deal with that? How will I find the grace to engage that? Jesus will give you the grace when you go through it. When you get to that event, when you get to that obstacle, when you get to that hardship, Jesus will give you the grace you need when you get there. There are things down the road I don't know yet what's going to happen. But when they do come, and they will, there will be grace for that fight. There are things I will endure that I can't imagine. And Christ will be there to hold, hold our hands and walk us through. We're praying for our daily rations, for the daily grace. And it's tough because it requires us to be in constant communication. I can't just get from Jesus a, a backpack full of grace and leave him. I, how does the song go? I need thee every hour. Every hour I need thee. I need to connect it to my father because as I face every new battle, I need new grace for the new battles. So us as children must be dependent on our father. We seek him daily for that daily grace. Give us this day. Give us this day our. This is a funny word, our. If I say to you, give me my ball, that means that ball belongs to me. I don't need right on it. It's my ball. How do we go to God and say, God, give me my bread? God, give us our bread back. What does that mean? I'll tell you what it means. 
It's a possessive, it is. Give us our bread. When I go to God, I, don't, I say to God, God, give me what I need. Give, don't give me what my neighbor needs. Give me what we need. This means I'm not envious of my neighbor's stuff. There are, it's very easy for us to look over the fence and say, man, God, you blessed them with this. Why don't you give me what you gave them? And to feel discontent with God because what I got is different than what they got. I got children. I got two children. You guys know this. I know. I'm telling you. If I give the kids ice cream, those kids become that moment. Those kids are like built-in scales. They're grabbing the ice cream going, oh, he got more than I they, they, it, it, if, like They're like, you better make it fair down to the molecule or I call foul on you. The kids will like it. If one kid wakes up early and plays video games, the other kid gets up like, you got 20 minutes video games, I want 20 minutes video games. I'm like, guys, guys, they want it fair to the line. And listen, life ain't fair. Listen, I don't go to God and say, God, you gave them this, where's mine? We're praying for what he has for us. And I'm not praying for the Cadillac. I'm not praying for the luxuries. I'm praying for the necessities, the needs. Lord, we need what we, here are the needs we have. I'm trying not to get too far ahead of myself. So when it says our, we're praying for what we need for our crew, for our community. I was in Fenton yesterday. You know what I learned about Fenton yesterday? There's more money there than there is here. <laughs> I don't even you know that or not. Fenton's nicer than Flint. I, being down there, you can't be like, when our house is worth this much. Why don't we have a tropical smoothie here in Flint? You know, like you can't be mad about their restaurants. There's never gonna be a French laundry in Flint. You know, there's one there, not here. Um, we say to the Lord, Lord, give us our daily bread. Give us whatever you have for us. We trust it. We're grateful for it. Provide for our need. And lastly, give us this day our daily bread. Does God care about our bodies? Yes. You are not just a soul with a body attached to it. The Buddhists think that we don't. The Bible says in the beginning that God took the, the, the dirt of the ground, breathed into the breath of life, and it became a living soul. Matter plus spirit equals a person. I am physical and spiritual. I'm not one or the other, we're both. Here at Flint City Church, we own a building on the east side now, okay? And we have no people. <laughs> it's great. No influence, no people, nothing. So we started giving away food on Sunday afternoons. Just giving away food. Jesus did it. Jesus was out with this crowd once, had pity on them, fed everybody. He met the physical needs. So we're meeting needs in the east side of the city. I was at Speedway the other day with my kids getting uh, slushies. A lot of food illustrations in my life. Uh, but uh, we're getting, getting slushies. And... Uh, <laughs> and uh, I hear a guy go, hey. And I look, it's a guy bigger than me, and he just looking at me. And it's the mask and only his eyes, and I'm like, is this, he got those crazy eyes. And I'm looking at him like, you know, I'm, what's going on, what's going to happen? I don't know. Because he said, hey, to me, strongly. I'm like, sup? And I say kind of like, kind, but kind of, I'm strong. Um, sup? He goes, puts a finger up and everything. I'm like, oh, man. He's like, you go out food on the east side, don't you? I was like, yeah. He's like, thank you, man. It's a big help. 
as we're giving out food on the east side, what's happened is a crazy thing. We've cared for the people's physical needs, and as we've cared for the physical needs, they've begun to share with us their hearts and their lives. And everyone's like, when are you gonna have like a, a service? We wanna come. Because we know you really love people, and we wanna hear about the God that you are talking about. It's crazy. God cares about people's physical needs. Their food, and their shelter, and their clothing, and their jobs. He cares. So we go to God and we pray for our daily bread. We're praying for the physical needs we have in our life. We're praying for, maybe I need a better job. Maybe there's a medical issue you're praying for. My body's not working right. Maybe, maybe you're short on cash because the car broke down again. Like, I don't know what you got, but stuff happens. And it's stressful, real-life stuff. If it's on your mind, you can talk to your father about it. Father in heaven, the car broke down again. We're short 600 bucks. Lord, please help us. You're allowed to pray that prayer. That's not selfish or evil. He, he tells you when you pray, pray like this. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us our physical needs. Sometimes it's literal food. We had a lady come through the food pantry and say, I, I, put, my head, I, I, I put my head in the window every week. I head in the window, how you doing? One lady goes, she goes, hey, she's like, Ernesto, I want to tell you something. What's up? She goes, I work part-time at a department store. My mom's on my disability. Together, our income is too much for food stamps. And we're always a little, just a little short every month on what we need. She goes, and this food every week helps us make it. Helps us make it. It's a powerful thing, man, powerful thing. Jesus, we are his people, we care for those physical needs, and our father, who's a good, good father, cares for our physical needs, your physical needs. You, when you pray, are allowed to ask for the real things. You get migraines, pray for the migraine. You got the, what's the thing called, the call when you get old and the bones crack? Arthritis, you got arthritis? Pray for the arthritis. I, I'm, I don't know, I'm not old yet. Shoot. <laughs> Do I when to go up those, going up those stairs? Sure, I'm not old yet, no. Uh, <laughs> now, I want to say one last thing before we end in prayer. This sounds beautiful, doesn't it? Asking the Father for what you need. But here's the thing. Let's say I'm at Home Depot. When I go to Home Depot, the kids come with me often. My kids will jump in the truck to go with me to Home Depot because I'll always buy them a sucker at Home Depot. They have a cool sucker stand. If you guys know, they have, like, it's good flavors. So, so I would buy my kids a, candy, a sucker in there. Let's say I'm buying my kids a sucker. Here's a sucker for you, sucker for you. Some random kid comes up, can I have some candy, sir? I don't know the kid. Can I buy that random kid candy? No, for a lot of reasons. <laughs> Want some candy, little boy? Ah, ah, it's not going to go good. I don't buy random kids at Home Depot candy because they're not my kids. Here's the deal. The father takes care of his children. If you want this kind of access to the God of heaven, you must be adopted into his family first. This is not for everybody. You must come to God through his son to be part of his family. That's how this whole thing works. 
There's three ways into a family. You can marry into a family. Like Colin's going to, the girl's been married into the Combs family. Dang, Gina, it's awesome. You can be born into a family. I had a kid and they were an Alanese. Welcome to the family. Or you can be adopted into a family. And in, in, in America, when you're adopted into a family, they issue a brand new birth certificate. And on the certificate, and the parents' names, it has the new parents' names. These are your parents. You have, you're part of the family. Everything I have is yours. You are my blood now, straight up. And, G, and the God of heaven has given his son, Jesus Christ, and anyone who follows the Christ is adopted into God's family, and God becomes their heavenly father. If you've never done that, and all this beauty I talk about, you'll never know. To you, God will always be a Hulk Hogan. Far away, untouchable, maybe he'll hear me. A celebrity, a superstition, a myth. But if you've been adopted into God's family, he becomes real to you, and you'll know him, and he answers his kids. Sometimes he says no. I was in Fenton last night, driving with my daughter, and every stinking house in that town has a trampoline in it. So Lena's like, trampoline, trampoline. I'm like, I know there's a trampoline. Uh, <laughs> she's like, we should get one for our house. I'm like, we're not getting a trampoline for the house. So I didn't say it. I said, I said, I said it sweetly. I'm like, Lena, no. <laughs> no trampoline. No trampoline. Um, no one buy me one either. Don't, I'm like, please. Like somebody's, I, I, our yard is small. I don't want to look out. Just, it's, here's my deck and a trampoline. It's a whole lot. I don't want that to happen in my life. So be, don't, don't be kind to us in this way. Um, <laughs> uh, sometimes parents say no. Sometimes we'll ask God for something. He'll say, God, wait. Or not, no. No, that's not, you don't, you don't need that. That's not for you. But he cares and he listens. So if you don't know the Father, you got to pray and say, Lord, you gotta pray and say, I wanna follow you, I wanna know you, I'm yours. And when you confess in your mouth and believe in your heart, you become his. So as we end today, we're gonna end doing what we're talking about. We're gonna pray for some daily bread, okay? Online, we're gonna ask you to join us in this way. This week, one of our family members, one of our church members, is having a major surgery. Mr. Rick is going in for a heart surgery. And they're replaced, they're, it's called an, it's, it's a big procedure, I don't want, I'm not a, a doctor. But Mr. Rick has had a weak heart for a long time. A long time. And when he got COVID, it almost took him. And it weakened his already weak heart. So he's been going to test after test after test, Doctor, doctor, they finally have approved this major surgery. But it's a major surgery. And so they want to pray. The surgery goes well. They told him he could be in the hospital for anywhere from two weeks to like eight weeks. We're praying for short. We want our brother home, don't we? So they want to pray for our brother Rick for the surgery, for his healing. And we're praying that when the surgery's over, God brings strength back because it's been a lot of years of just being weak and we're hoping when the surgery is all over, some of his strength will come back so we can walk and smile without so much effort. Amen. 
So we're gonna go ahead and ask our deacons to come forward. I'm gonna ask Rick, and if you guys would come here to the front, Miss Rick and Ms. Lori. Um, you're, whoa, don't, you're good, you're good, you're good, you're good. You're vaccinated, she, she said you're awesome. Um, Because you're going to come. So you guys, go ahead and turn and face the church family. So if the deacons will surround them. Those of you sitting here that know and love these people, I want you to put a hand up in solidarity of prayer. Those of you at home online, just go ahead and put a hand out just there in your living room or in your car, wherever you are. We're going to pray for the Fredericks. So please join me as we lay hands on and pray for our brother. Father in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. I ask for courage for Rick and Lori as they go to the the doctor, they go to the hospital for this major surgery. We pray for wisdom and strength for the doctors. Thank you for giving them the skills and the wisdom to know how to do this surgery. We pray that you bring Rick home to us soon. We don't want him gone for eight weeks, Lord. Bring him home in two. And when this is all over, it is our desire that this surgery works, that Rick can walk without exhaustion, that he doesn't live in fear of his heart giving out fully and finally. So, Father, we pray and we ask for health, for strength, and for healing for our brother Rick. Give us the grace for these next few days, Father, for Rick and for Lori. In Christ's name, we ask all these things. Amen. Amen. We love you guys. There will be on Facebook a meal train when Rick comes home to bring meals to them. Keep an eye out for that. We'll let you know. We'll let you know how they're doing through the week and um, encourage them, pray for them. When's the surgery? Thursday, please remember to pray for the Fredericks. With that said, church, we love you. Let's go be the church.